Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Yinzers at the Point podcast. I am your host, Tyler Aaron. If you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it is at TylerAaron65. Or you can follow the show's Twitter and Instagram at PenguinsFan65. Or you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, Yinzers at the Point. And in today's episode, it's a very special one as I am bringing on Joey Orsborn from the Joey Orsborn Show onto the podcast. And it's a great one. It's a historic uh, moment for my podcast. And in today's episode, he and I reviewed the Bruins uh, at Penguins game, the Penguins at Sabres game, and the Kraken at Penguins game. In the second segment, uh, we uh, review the update on the Penguins 2022 Winter Classic jerseys, and we wrap up the episode with uh, potential trade targets uh, that the Penguins could be going after. And that is all coming up right after this intro. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Yinzers at the Point podcast. I am your host, Tyler Aaron. Thank you all for joining in. It is a historic day uh, for the Yinzers at the Point podcast, uh, as I have on uh, Joey Orsborn from the Joey Orsborn Show. Uh, Joey, how are you doing? Good. How about you, Tyler? I'm doing absolutely great now. Um, Again, this uh, is coming a little bit late. Uh, we had some technical difficulties earlier uh, filming this on Tuesday, but um, we're back now, and I've been uh, a little sick lately. So uh, for this first segment, we're going to review the Bruins, Sabres, and Krakens game here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get right into it here. Uh, the Boston Bruins, uh, Penguins game. Uh, this was on November 1st. Uh, scoring summary, Crosby, Malkin, Archibald, Rust, and Raquel gets the goals for the Penguins. And the Penguins have a 5-2 to two lead at one point in this game. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Jeez, okay. Then for the Bruins, Charlie Coyle, uh, Jacob Luco. Brad Marchand, Pavel Zaka, Taylor Hall, and then in overtime, Hampus Lindholm scores uh, for the Bruins, and the Bruins come back to beat the Penguins 6-5 in overtime here. Uh, Boston beats Pittsburgh in shots and goal in this one, 40-38. Pittsburgh does beat Boston in hits in this one, uh, 48-38. so, you know, I just want to quickly uh, go through these games recaps so we can talk a lot about the Penguins' issues here. So, Joey, uh, you can go right ahead and read the uh, Sabres-Penguins. All right, so from the Buffalo game here on November 2nd, Penguins lost 6-3. to three. Um, three stars of the game were Tate Thompson, Toots, and Owen Powell basically here, so... Scoring-wise, for the Penguins, we had Jason Zucker with a slap shot and whore. 
salute there that I got Yago going there a little bit. Uh, we had so it's also Blad having a goal there, and then Jake Gens for power play, and for the Sabres, um, John Jason Patrika, I think that's how you say his name. We had the first one. Uh, power play goal Tate Thompson, goal Victor Olofsson, uh, Alex Toots for goal, Kyra Posa for goal, and then Victor Olofsson in second of the game to make the game six to three. Uh, for Penguins-wise, a lot of penalties I'm looking at here. Like I think that looks like five of them. Sabres only had four, so they kept it down pretty little here. Well, let's look here if we can get the shots and stuff here. So shots on goal. Buffalo beat the Penguins, 33 to 21. Uh, penalties. Penguins had five. Buffalo had four. Like I said already. Uh, both had power play goals. Um, and then hits, uh, Penguins beat them in hits 12 to 8. So, Tyler, back onto the cracking game here. Alright, so in this cracking game, the Penguins unfortunately fall to the, uh, the Seattle former Penguins, as I would like to say this. Uh, 3 to 2 here. Uh, Vince Dunn, Yanni Gord, and Brandon Tanev gets the goals for the Kraken. And for the Penguins, Crosby gets his 6th of the year, and Getzel gets his 6th of the year as the lone two goals uh, for this game. Uh, shots on goal. Pittsburgh beats the Kraken in shots, 37-28. to 28. And uh, the Kraken beat the Penguins in hits, 35-34. to 34. And unfortunately, the Kraken do uh, sweep the Penguins uh, in the season series here uh, as uh, they beat uh, the Penguins last week in Seattle, 3-1. to one. Uh, and, you know, with that, the Penguins fall to 4-6-2 and two now. Ten points in the Metro. That is seventh in the Metro, 24th in the league. Uh, the only team worse uh, in the Metro than the Penguins is the Columbus Blue Jackets, who have a 3-9 and nine record, only sitting at six points. But, Joey, like, what's wrong with the Penguins? We've been... Like, on a losing streak, and it's now to seven games, uh, your last seven, your last ten, your three, six, and two, or three, five, and two, I think is what it is now, but, like... Yeah. Like, how do you, like, if, as a Penguins fan, like, should Penguins fans be worried about this? I'm gonna go off a limb here and say no. Uh, the Penguins, they're a team that they, they have these stretches during the season every year. I think when one of the stretches right now, I think they'd be fine. I uh, know definitely the last Seattle game of Saturday, it just seemed like they played good, but they just had bad luck. Like, it was just bad luck on their part. Like, they just couldn't get anything going. It's a lot of bad luck. And then power play, like, killing-wise, it's been a massive struggle, and I think that lays on the head of Ted, Todd Wielden there. I think that's, more like, we expect him to be very good. He hasn't been, and I think... I don't think we need a head coach in things. I don't think Sullivan's the problem. I think it's some of the assistant coaching that probably doesn't even replaced. Because I do think they need to do something here. But I think this game, I think, probably for the most part, it's going to be tough with playing the Capitals next, but I think they're going to show up against the Capitals and I think they're going to do something here. I guess the Capitals, they always come to play hard against them. So I'm not worried about them for that one. I think they'll probably get the win there and get back on track. But... I just think about like the last couple of seasons anyway, like they normally do not start off the year that well anyway. Like every, I feel like it's every year we have this discussion, it's like, ah, the Penguins are done. This this is fine of the year. Like I know definitely 
2019, I remember that one was a big one. 2020 was another one. But, like, basically, they do this nearly every year. Like, they struggle at the beginning. It, it seems like this is something they do. I don't, I'm not concerned about it just yet. Like, I'm a little concerned. I do think they need to look at some trade skill here and there, especially if Kaepernick and McGinn. I'm not liking what I'm seeing from them right now. I think they both, they both have pretty sizable cap hits, and they really don't do enough to make me think they really deserve it. So I think he really, I think they're looking to get in a trade in general. I just think if they get a big trade here or something and use those two pieces, I think it'll be a lot better. I think Ty Smith's another guy. Call him up. Let's see what he can do. I think Sam Poland, they've been using him a little bit, but not that much. I think they give him more opportunities. Let him show what he can do, because I think this is a young guy with a lot of potential, a lot of skill. I think if you can use him here and see what he can do, if he can be a productive player, then that's very exciting for you. I think that's very good. Um, I think that can lead to great things, and I think we need to just have a lot more younger players in the organization. I think being the oldest like average one in the league is not not really a good thing. I think we are looking against more younger talent. I don't know if that's who, I think it's more through trades. I think we need to do this because I don't think draft flies, they're going to be in spots to, you know, be in positions where they can, you know, get younger guys that are very good. Unless they somehow tank this year and get Bedard, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think Pence will probably be fine. But that would be interesting if they get Bedard, you know. Then you have, I would start thinking, Let's move on to the fourth saddle line and see what he can, what Dodd can do to second. It but would be yeah, totally interesting. Yeah, no, that's no way we're getting him, but <laughs> unless they like completely blow it from the middle out, I don't think they will. So, but honestly, I think this streak, it'll play end soon. I don't think this is going to continue. I think the Penguins will be fine. They just didn't run those rough patches. They have them all throughout the year. They'll have them a couple times a year. I think this is probably just one of them, but they, they've had bad luck in a lot of games. Uh, Atrocious penalty killing, I think that needs to be something that needs to be addressed is the penalty kill. Um, just, I think just defensively, they need some more young blood there. So I think you got to look at some trades, call up TJ's, I mean, you know, Ty Smith. Um, just see what you can do. I give POJ some more chances. I think he's been very good this year from what I've seen. He's been going out there. He's been playing hard. Uh, so I think just like... Change it up a little bit. See what you can do to try to improve this guy. I think you can definitely... This this is a team that's a lot better than what it is right now. They're a lot better team, but they need to definitely, you know, improve in some areas. I think trade deadline-wise, when it comes... I think they're going to be one of those teams that has to buy big. Like, I think they have to buy a big piece. And honestly, I think that's the perfect thing they need to do. I've been thinking this for a couple years now. It's like, they need a big piece that is young. That's what they need... I, the player trade first round draft picks, I don't know if they really want to do, but I think that's what they need is make a big trade of the trade deadline. What do you think, Tyler? Um, you know, I know we're going to explore into a trade uh, later in this episode uh, for the third segment, but I really don't know if a trade is really necessary right now. I mean, if you look at the standings right now, the Penguins are five points out of the playoffs. Uh, off of a wild card spot and third place in the Metro. So that's only two and a half games. So why are we panicking? Because eventually what's going to happen is the Penguins are going to go on a, you know, five, six game win streak. And suddenly Penguins fans will think that, oh, we're going to win the Stanley Cup because we're so good right now. And, and you know, I would like to explore here uh, everything wrong 
going on with the Penguins here. And it's also not like the Penguins haven't been trying, you know, to win. Like, we saw it in the Penguins' cracking game. Like, they controlled the puck, you know. The physicality on the Penguins was really big. You didn't take as many penalties. You were the much more physical team. You had more shots on goal. And yet you can't get the win. It's just... It just feels like the team needs to hit the reset button. And it, it's not necessarily like we need a trade. Uh, we need to, oh, we need to fire Sullivan. Definitely not in the hot seat. Am I right there, Joey? Yeah, no, he's not, not in the hot seat. I think that'd be insanely stupid to do that. I think he is one of the best coaches out there. I think if you go out there, you're not going to find anyone better. I know a lot of people think like Twats right now, but... You can make the case Sullivan's a lot better than Trotz. Honestly, Trotz had that one Stanley Cup championship. He, he has good teams, but he's only put himself the one time. Like Sullivan's done it not only twice, but like, they, the Penguins are consistently good. And they, they seem for the most part to beat the odds a lot. I think Sullivan, honestly, is one of the best in the league, and I don't think you're really going to find anyone better out there. I think the main problem right now is I think some of the roster structure is just not the best. I think... Hextall, he's done a good job keeping the core together, but he's made some questionable moves. And I do think they need to explore options here. I think I don't I think that core can probably turn it around. But I just think like just more like future wise, it's not like just past this year too. You're gonna have to get some more guys in here. You're gonna have to make some you gonna have to bring some more talent that's younger and more proven. And I think that's something that I think this year if they would do it. I think would definitely benefit them a lot. I think that's just general. I know you don't think a trade would work right now. I'm not saying they need the trade. I'm thinking it's the perfect time to do a trade though. Like, I think right now you can definitely make a good trade. Just look what you have, especially trade deadline wise as well. See what you have the Penguins. Just, just, let's just think about this. Let's just think, what about next year? What about the year after that? What can we do to continue this window? And I think just generally, call up some of the young guys. Just let the young go get some young young blood in here, and let them play. I think that's the main thing. That's some great pieces here. I I'm not gonna say there's not, but I think there's some also pieces that just don't fit. I don't think Kaplan's really fit in here. I know we're always at high ups from. He hasn't really fit in. Um, again, he's just not play. Like, he has those good moments, but it's like you're paying him three million dollars to do what exactly, Hill? He just doesn't really do much. Um, this, I just, there's some questionable players on the team that's like, I don't hate them, but I think we can get upgrades that can help us better. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I know exactly. And it, it, It's almost like a trade isn't intimate right now. Like, I think we have the depth in Wilkes-Barre. I think we can use those guys. I mean, it's a shame. You know, the Penguins just called down Dio, uh Drew O'Connor. You know, it sucks. Why would you do that? He's played very well. Uh, you know, just earlier this afternoon, Penguins called up Philip Pollinger. Excited to see what he can do here. But, like, again, like, going back to Mike Sullivan and Ron Hextall here is, with Ron Hextall, if it gets worse, I think Ron Hextall's the guy to go. He's, he's made yeah. those questionable decisions, you know, and uh, it's definitely not Mike Sullivan. He is one of the highest paid uh, NHL coaches in the league, and he is for a reason. He's locked up for the next five seasons, 
and um, definitely not on the hot seat, but Joe, you can chime in here, but I got a little list here of everything uh, that's wrong with the Penguins right now. Yeah. And first, uh, I got the entire bottom six here. Uh, the biggest question mark leading into the season, uh, again, was the bottom six. Uh, like, oh, is this going to be the Ray Shiro days? Uh, you know, where it's just always a crappy bottom six. But the expectations of the bottom six, like, just hasn't been met. Uh, Dan Heinen yeah. uh, is uh, probably, uh, I don't know what to say, probably the best of that bottom six, you know, is he can perform anywhere in the lineup. He had 18 goals last season, and, you know, it, it's just a problem. Like, you got your problem, guys. Kapanen's making $3.2 million, somehow getting a pay raise from last year for the next two seasons here. And a uh, little crazy stat here is Kasperi Kapanen, in his first 12 games, had three goals and four assists. This year, one goal and three assists. Definitely not worth a pay raise. And not only that is in Kapanen's last 50 games as a Penguin, he's had three goals. Three goals. So, like, bottom six got to be better. And, you know, that's really where I think that depth can come up in Wilkes-Barre. And, uh, you know, uh, euthanize, I guess, the bottom six. But, Joey, like, are you, like, agreeing with me here on this of, like, uh, we got the depth in Wilkes-Barre. Let's bring them up and let's try and get rid of these contracts. Uh, cancers, I should say, to the Penguins. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I do think they have the definite. I know Pauline. I think he's still up enough. I'm not incorrect. I think he's still yes. up though. Yeah, he's, he's still, still up, up as a third line center. Down, but yeah, I think him. I think Holland as well. Flip Holland was number one. Drill Connor. I'm interested to see what our first round picks gonna turn into. I know he's down at Wilkes went up. I'm interested to see what he turns into. Because when I look at him as like a prospect, he was a guy who consistently improved over his junior career, and if he would continue to do that, I would be very interested to see what he can be. I think this is a guy who may have some potential here. So I think he's a name to watch out for, but as of right now, I think Wilkes Booth, like honestly, they do probably have some great pieces that need to be up here. I think Ty Smith, he's the big one in my mind. When I think what's down Wilkes Booth, I think Ty Smith, I think Alex Nylander. Those are the two big names I think of when I think of those two. Those are two. I know Nylander has insane pedigree, you know, eighth overall pick a couple years back. I uh, got him pretty cheap just for laugh, laugh Um Pretty much. But I think he's a very good one. I think he is someone they should be excited for us. Well, I think, honestly, when you're looking at it, in Wilkes-Bale, you have like five or six good players. So I think you call them up by now. I think they were very good bottom six. They, you still have to, you know, see how they do, you know, interact with, like, the NHL game. It's very different than the AHL, but I think they could do well. I don't – I agree with you on the young youth here. And I think if it needs to happen – if it's going to happen, though, well, a trade's going to have to happen. Like, you're going to have to trade Kapanen, I think. Um, he's your man out. Arch Blad, he's a man out. Um, I'm not so on Pauline because he's very young. Like, he still has some of this. Like, I thought he may have something here. I don't know. 
what exactly he'll. I think Blue he just hasn't been healthy right now. I think he just needs a little more time to get healthy before he really gets back to, you know, Teddy Blue we all know. Because Teddy Blue is a great third line center, or fourth line, like wherever you have him. He's done good in the NHL for the most part. I just think right now, he's a little banged up. He needs a little more time to, you know, get back to full strength. So I'm not worried about him. I think he's fine. I think mainly just Kapanen you got worried about right now. It's like, why are we paying him that much, you know what I mean? Like, I think he's the one you got to look at. I think Heinen's fine. I like Heinen where he is. I really like Heinen. I think he's not a problem. Uh, but there's some people on the fourth line right now that I have some questions about. Yeah, I know Arts Blad, he's one of them. Like, He's made some good plays that I've seen. I know he's, he was an open when I was there. He was blocking shots. He was getting out. I, I like that. But then there's other things I've seen that I just don't like from him. So that, that's where my questions really arise. It was like, do we have better players than Wilkes-Barre? And I think they were definitely that's the case. But you got to figure out what to do with these guys you have up here because you can't really call them down or anything like that because then you put them on waivers. Then, like, if you're going to get rid of them, you want to at least get something from them. You know what I mean? And I think pieces like Kapanen, I think if used, it might be of something else and probably force on pick. But I feel like he is the fourth player you can use in a big package for a big-time player. I legitimately think if you put him in a package for a big-time player, he's like one of those public players you can put in there. So I think if you're trading him, I would wait till on like trade deadline, and I would see what big name I can get. If I can get a big name and he can fit in the Pittsburgh well, I'm going to use Kapanen. I'm probably going to use Jason Zucker, like one more forward, and maybe like Dumoulin. And a fourth-round pick if I need to do two, do two. And just see what kind of guy can I get. Can I get a guy who can extend our window for years to come? That's the way I see it. Like, I just think folks bail. If we're getting those guys up, a trade needs to happen because there's not enough spaces right now for them. I think that's the main problem. But I think trades, not they're not coming right now. I think it'll be a little more down the road. Like I'm thinking more like January, February-wise, we're going to see the trades and stuff. But I think we're going to see kind of like 2016. Now, this, this season reminds me a lot of 2016 right now. Bengals in 2016, they struggled a lot in the regular season. Now, do I think they're going to fire Sullivan? No, I don't think you need to fire the head coach. I think it's more, because they did all those stuff too in 2016. Like, they made moves to get people. They caught up the young guys. That's how I'm in 2016. That's how I see this year. I think they're going to call up the big guys, and I think they're going to be fine. I don't, I think that's the main thing right now is just, you need to figure out what places can we do this at. Like, who can we move to get them up to? Like, where can they fit in? Because right now, there's not exactly a place they can fit in. But like, we have to look and see. Well, what can fit in here? Like, where can they fit in? And I think that's really the biggest question when it looks best. Like, I, there's no question that they can be good. The question is, where can we put them? Because we don't have enough spots. So you have to look at that, really. So, uh, any thoughts on that, Tyler? Um, definitely. Um. With uh, uh, Wilkesbury and uh, you know the depth is all down there, and there's a lot of similarities between uh, the 2016 uh, team and this team here. But you know, uh, I just want to quickly run through some more issues here. Uh, you can't play the Penguins can't play a full 60 minute game. You know, your last three games versus the Kraken the Sabres, and the Bruins. You had leads in all three of them, and you blow it. 
Boston game, five to two at one point in the third period or in the second period. I guess it was five three heading into the third period, but still, uh, Penguin Sabers, nineteen minutes left to go of the game, and you're winning three one. And then the Kraken game, eh, you had a one nothing lead in the second. You quickly blew it a few minutes later. Can't play his full sixty minute game. You're not going to win hockey games. It's very self explanatory here. And, and, you know, that's just the bottom line. Special teams, uh, probably one of the worst. Uh, with Mike Felucci and uh, uh, stepping in with uh, working uh, with the penalty kill, just not cutting it right now. Uh, and we, Evan Rodriguez is really missed with that. Uh, Penguins power play. Uh, it just doesn't feel like Malkin's that quarterback, that piggy bank to that power play anymore. And uh, I think the Penguins' power play is really taking a toll on that with uh, Malkin's slap shot. Um, again, uh, goal tending's a big thing. Uh, Casey just hasn't won a game yet this year. So, uh, goal tending struggling. Uh, it feels like it always struggles sometimes here in Pittsburgh. And then the lineup decisions. Like, uh, like, why are you putting Rust on the first line and Raquel on the second? Why are you only playing Raquel 14 minutes a night? Uh, why are you benching Sam Poland? Why is Brian Dumoulin getting so much playing time? And you know, that's the big problem, too. It's probably the biggest problem, is Brian Dumoulin. Terrible. Atrocious. It, it's like, he doesn't even try. And it you know, it's a shame to say here with all these veterans on this team, our best defenseman since the Canadian road trip has been P.O. Joseph, which says a lot. Latang has been very uh, crappy. Uh, Dumoulin especially, mistake after mistake. Everybody wants him gone. And uh, who's, who's to say that they don't because... Uh, He's probably the reason why we single-handedly lost these games. Jeff Petrie's another one. Uh, takes a lot of penalties. He really brings that physicality to Pittsburgh, but, uh, you know, not cutting it. And, you know, it makes me feel like guys like Ty Smith needs to be called up. Mark Friedman needs to be called up. Chad Ruedel needs to be in the lineup. You know, stuff like that to help the Penguins get better. But, uh, Joey... Uh, uh, like what? What do you think with all this? Like lineup decisions, uh, defensive uh, mistakes. You know, like all these decisions, goaltending, like any of this stuff. Like what? Like what catches you the most? Yeah. So what catches me most is the defense. You know, I think I agree with you. I think Ty Smith needs to be called up here. I think you need to put like the hot seat on something. Like just put some like the veterans on the hot seat. There. I think Dumoulin. I, I agree, but. Then again, I also think this could just be like he's just having some struggles right now. Um, let's try to get used to it after a whole off season. So we'll have to see what happens with him. I think of Petey right now. I'm not that concerned about him. I think the thing is of him is he's a new piece. He's playing in a new system right now. Like he's gonna need some time to adapt. And it's only in the year. I think he's gonna fit in. I think he's just trying to figure out how exactly he fits in it. I think that's what the Penguins are doing too. Like. He's a good defenseman. You just need to figure out how to use him here. And I think he's trying to figure out how he fits into the system. The Penguins are trying to fit it, figure out how he fits in the system. 
that's normal for a new player, which just comes from like a totally different system. I, I, I said Can the Canadian systems, I don't think they're that similar. I could be wrong, but I just don't think they are. I think it's going to take a little more time to get used to it. It's not, I think we had seen them go Cal last year, like, when we first got him, he wasn't like insanely good, like, we always found him doing very good, like, it, it took him some time to adapt, you know, get used to the system. I think that's what we're seeing of Petrie right now. That's just my thoughts. I could be wrong, but I think this way I'm looking at it, that's what I see of him. I think Dumoulin, it could be just age now, scan up from because he's he's been very good in years past. So I don't know what's up with him this year, but he's been good in years past. I, it could be age. It could just be he's just having some struggles right now, and he's just you know, it's in a little bit of a slump right now. Maybe just getting out of it. You know, playoffs can be very slumpy. Like you know, every player in itself has slumps for the most part, and. Doomlink could just be in one right now. I don't know on that, but I think the main problem with the defense here is it takes too much. It takes too many penalties. The Penguins take too many penalties a game. It's just something they need to cut down on. I think some of the physicality, like out of physicality, may be the issue for that. But I also agree the Penguins need to be physical. But honestly, I think defensively, I would say call Ty Smith up, uh, send someone down. I honestly. Think of Freeman and Ruido. I'm not big fans of them. I, I like how Freeman's physical, but Ruido, in my opinion, like he's okay. Like, he's not bad, but I don't think the Penguins have. Like he's not better than anyone else in the Penguins lineup that he should be in now. Like he's just he's not much defensive in my opinion. I don't think he's anything special. Um, I would honestly say here if I'm the Penguins, I call up Ty Smith, and honestly trade deadline wise when we get there. Look for a defenseman, like a younger defenseman. I think this the problem with this defense is it's old. I think they need more young blood like POJ. I think Ty Smith will start, but I think you need a little more as well. If you know what I mean. But I think that's the main lineup problems. I think the rest Raquel thing. I think they need to bring that change that back to Raquel on the Crosby line, Rust on Muckler. I think those two just work better with Cros like you know, Cal looks better with Crosby. Less respect with Malkin. I just think that's the best way to do this. Um, I think definitely, I think you just start with a power play with Malkin. I don't really see what you're talking about here. It's like, I know it's, it doesn't have the slaps on it, but I think the power play, they're scoring on most of them by this point. They're not, I think power play wise, they're doing fine. It, it's the penalty kill that's the point. I think they need to look at seeing are there any guys in Wilkes Bale that can do a better penalty kill? It's be better foot for them. I, it's going back more like the Wilkes Bale. It's like, who they all can do better for us. And I think, you know, I think you look at Wilkes Bale and see what can you get there that can help us out now. Uh, any thoughts on that, Tal? Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, changes have to be made in this. Uh, definitely the lineup that we have isn't going to stop. And you got a relatively difficult schedule coming up. Your next three games on the road are against the Capitals, Maple Leafs and Canadians. Those are difficult teams, especially Washington and Toronto. Montreal, they've already beat us once this year in overtime. Again, uh, that game should have been a game we won. Uh, Ryan Dumoulin, Jeff Petrie making those mistakes. But, you know, as I wrap up this first segment here, um, it's just, you just got to be better. Uh, I don't know how the Penguins are going to do with that. Uh, I'm sure Crosby's got this all under control here. Uh, he's uh, been getting a little feisty and annoyed because he ha hasn't been 
he hasn't had this bad of a losing streak since his rookie season. And you know, and if the Penguins don't make the playoffs, this is a losing streak that you can go back on and say, ooh, what could I have done better? What could the team have done better to change this losing streak? And, uh, you know, we could have squeaked it into the playoffs if uh, this would have never happened. But that is going to do it for this first segment of the Answers at the Point podcast. So coming up in the next segment, we are going to look over the uh, new logos revealed for the Winter Classic and uh, give our thoughts on the Winter Classic jerseys. And for the last segment, Joey and I are each have one player that we think the Penguins could um, trade for. So that is all coming up right after this commercial break. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Insers at the Point podcast. And in this segment, Joey Orsborne and I, we will be uh, reviewing uh, the Penguins and Bruins new logos and the suspected jerseys for the Winter Classic. So on November 1st, the Penguins and Bruins revealed the logos uh, for them and, na- and announced that the uh, jerseys for both teams will be revealed on Friday, November 25th, which will be, which is a little over two weeks now uh, as we're recording this. And uh, the Penguins are going uh, pre, pre, uh, going to the pre-Penguins era as the Penguins are bringing the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates old P logo from uh, the NHL franchise and not the baseball team Pittsburgh Pirates. But the P uh, in the Penguins logo is supposed to represent Pittsburgh and Penguins with this. And um, the Boston Bruins uh, are going with a uh, uh, an old uh, word mark, I should say, a Boston with uh, the pe- with the Bruins' famous Meth Bear logo underneath. Now I don't know if it's going to be the word mark and then the Meth Bear underneath, or just the Meth Bear. Very curious to see what the Bruins do here, but uh, Joey, what do you think of these logos? Like, um, do you think they both teams did a good job picking uh, what they're doing for the Winter Classic? Yeah, first I just want to say the name Meth Bear for the Bruins one's hilarious. Like, that's just funny. Um, it's uh, the Bruins are obviously off there, so it's interesting to say the least. Um, it's an iconic logo for them. They've they used it a lot in the 90s. Like, it's well known. I think there's fans out there who like really like it, but then there's also the fans who hate it. But I, I am well, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I don't hate it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like it's one of those like it ones. Though it does look crazy as heck. Um, but yeah, I think that would definitely them getting back with a throwback. That's one of the better ones. Um, I would normally say they should have done the poo bail, but they already did after the reverse retros. So I think doing this one as well this year, like you've used both of them, the both well known, uh, works out well. The uh, Pittsburgh Penguins one with the P, it's interesting, I think. It's difficult to go back to some more like their pre Penguins roots with the Pirates. Not the baseball team, sadly. Yeah, but, uh, no, nah, it's definitely interesting to see. I like that they both did that. Um, it's now foggy that not many Pittsburgh's really Pittsburghers know about, so it ends to see how that works out. But, yeah, no, they're interesting. How about you, Tal? Um, I think that they're interesting, too. Um, 
Boston's is a little bit weird, I do must say. But yeah, that's weird. I do I do like the direction that the Penguins are heading with this one, and we kind of knew this already. Uh, originally, the first thing that we heard is uh, there w- it wouldn't be a logo on the front. It would be a word mark, so everyone's like, oh, another Pittsburgh diagonal, maybe a nice blue-black uh, yeah. version on a white jersey, uh, which would have been perfect and I would have been really happy about. But it does look like they're going pre-Penguins. is a good choice. Uh, I have heard that, you know, baby blue and navy would be incorporated but after seeing the penguins go this direction with the black and gold it makes you wonder um is it just gonna be a black and gold jersey or are they gonna throw uh some navy and uh, some baby blue in this jersey and it's very curious to see what they're doing on november 25th here and uh basically this uh confirms that uh it's a cream jersey, which I am very happy that the Penguins are deciding to do. All NHL away teams who participate in the Winter Classic have been doing cream jerseys, and I think it's a great addition for the Penguins to have a cream uh, jersey like that. And um, I'm just very excited to see what this is. Um, I know a lot of Penguin fans aren't happy with this because you know they want to see those baby blues return or the navy's return with the old original logo but you know the penguins are honoring the past of pittsburgh hockey with the franchise that came before them in the pittsburgh pirates now it does make me wonder because in the pirates uh jerseys it was the p and it said pirates and cursive over top and the Penguins have actually released a uh, their wordmark, Penguins in that cursive font of the Pirates. So it makes me wonder, is it just going to be that P on that cream jersey? Or is it going to be that P It says Penguins uh, over top of it, just like how the Pirates jersey was back in that, on that cream jersey. And it, I, it doesn't matter what the Penguins go with that, but... You know, it's going to look cool. And then Boston, the meth bear, um, they changed it up a bit. They're going with a brown version versus that yellow version. Uh, it looks like that theirs is going to be either a black or a brown jersey. But, you know, like, this is a Penguins podcast. I really don't care much about the Bruins right now. But, you know, Joey, like, what do you think of the Penguins' direction here with uh, the cream jersey? Like, is that font going to be over that P? on that front crest like what are the penguins gonna do here what do you think yes here's what i'm thinking here like i know the pilots ones like the rest of the cap like gradients like they're like one color here one color there one color down there i think that's what the penguins gonna do i think the middle section will be cream i think it will all be cream but there'll be like blue stripes and like they ones i think they're gonna do the blues here i think they're gonna do that's kind of like a throwback to the 70s era because in the 70s Aeros, they had black and gold, like, logos, but the uniforms are blue, so, like, they have the black and gold, like, penguin like this, and then they'd have, this part would be blue. So, I think that's, they're going to do a throwback like that as well. It's kind of like a callback. But I think it's going to be kind of like that. It's like, the one section will be cream, one stripe will be, like, blue, the other one will be, oh, the other blue. I think that's what they're going to because that's what the, Wizard like, Pittsburgh Pilots ones kind of look like. I think they're going to go off that with them. Uh, any thoughts on that, Tom? Uh, yeah, and, uh, I, I'm just kind of happy with the Penguins' direction here. Uh, I don't necessarily think that this is a uniform I would buy right away, 
but definitely something uh, down the road, uh, something that I would want to purchase, you know, but like all my eyes right now is on that Robo Penguin Reverse Retro jersey, but I don't know who uh, doesn't want that jersey because it's like, take my money right away. Take all my hard, my hard-earned paychecks and there you go. And I, I can't wait for that jersey to release, but uh, I think that this is the right direction uh, that the Penguins are going here, honoring their past. And uh, I can't wait till uh, November 25th when they released uh, these jerseys as the Penguins and the Bruins will. So that is going to do it for this uh, second segment of the Inzers at the Point podcast. Coming up in the final segment of today's episode, Joey and I each have one player that we think the Penguins could be targeting for a trade, and uh, we will discuss who those players are in the final segment. So stick around for that right after this break. All right, welcome back to the final segment of today's episode. Here And in this segment, Joey and I each have one player that we think that the Penguins can be targeting for a trade here. And um, getting right on into it, uh, Joey, since you are the guest on the show, I will have you go first. So who do you think uh, the Penguins could be targeting here for a trade? Well, I think they're going to look up to Edmonton and go over to Jesse Poyovi. Uh, he's a young, I think 24 years old, $30 million cap hit. Uh, I think he's the perfect fit for the Penguins. Uh, he's a young, very high-skilled, very high-pedigree player. He's a winger. I think that's definitely what the Penguins need him now. I think he's going to extend the window pretty much for the Penguins. It's good. Uh, I think a return for him is probably going to be Kapanen, Zuckor, Dumoulin, and probably his one first-round pick, maybe two. But I'm going to lean more to the one first-round pick. Uh, I think this trade benefits the Penguins a lot. It gives them a lot of cap space, freedom here. Um... I know, I know, they need a lot of cap. You get rid of Kaepernick's cap. You get rid of Dumoulin's big cap. You get rid of Zucker's big cap. And you get a very high pedigree type of a player who's very young and can be easily resigned. Um, for the most part, I think also the benefit of Edmonton, too, is they need some defensive help. Dumoulin can come in, needs more forwards. You got Zucker who's going to help big, and then Kaepernick can probably, of a chain of scene where I feel like he could probably do better. So I think, that, honestly, this trade, if they do it, It'll be a win-win for both sides. I think it's a big one for the Penguins forever, but it'd be a win-win snare, I think, for both sides here. So, Tyler, you also got a player here, so who are you thinking about? Uh, I'm thinking the Penguins will go out west to uh, the land of the Sharks. To the Shark Tank, uh, the San Jose Sharks. Um, they are a team that is selling everybody uh, right now, except for Thomas Hurdle. And I think that if I was Ron Hextall, I would be nonstop calling about Timo Meyer. Here, um, he's a relatively young player. Uh, uh, he is 24 years old. Um, I am pretty sure um, he's on his last year of his deal, making six million per. He'll be an RFA at the end of the year, so you can qualify him. You know, uh, especially if the cap's going to be raising five million and you only got to sign Jari really this off season you know you're gonna have that money to spend and why not uh, address that top six 
and uh, get Timo Meyer. Now, sure, it would be a sizable return. Uh, you know, you got to get rid of, of course, uh, a first-round pick probably. Um, Jason Zucker might be in that deal. I mean, he has eight points in nine games this year uh, for him. And, uh, and you know, it, it's looking like he's playing up to that $5.5 million on the contract. But, you know, that can be someone that you can throw in as a return. Brian Dumoulin, if you could dump him in this, absolutely a win scenario. Scenario, uh, excuse me. And um, Teddy Bluger can maybe go in this. Uh, but definitely a first-round pick. Um, you know, and it can really address the top line here. And, um, you know, it could turn out being one of those deals that has Phil Castle coming in. You know, like, especially if the Penguins make a deal, like maybe, you know, with Joey saying with Jesse Pugliarvi, Kappen and Pugliarvi one for one, eh, are you, you doing it or not? You know, you're addressing, you know, Pugliarvi's a guy, you know, put anyone in your lineup. Meyer's a guy you can put on line one or two uh, with that. And uh, Jason Zucker can play down on that third line, but Joey, uh, you think uh, Timo Meyer, Jesse Pugliarvi, you think either both of them would be a fit in Pittsburgh and help with that much-needed scoring depth and defensive depth with the team? Yeah, I think both would be big helps. I think both young, both extend the window, both high-pedigree players can play hard, play well. I think Pugliarvi, he's a guy you can put as, you know, one of the two, the first top two lines, and he'll do well. Um, I think whenever they put him with McDavid, he's done very well. Put him with someone like Crosby or, you know, Malkin, I think he'll do very well. Uh, Timo Meyer, he's a proven talent. Uh, he's one of the best out there. I think you put him on either line. I think probably Malkin, though. Over the two, I think you're going to put him on Malkin. He's going to be ins- exceptionally well. I think either way... And either of these two players you bring in are going to do exceptionally well for the Penguins and be a big name and a big player. Yeah, so uh, both uh, uh, forwards that could really help the Penguins if they choose to make a trade. Uh, I don't think that a trade, again, is imminent right now, especially with the seven-game losing streak. But, you know, like as I wrap up this episode and stuff, it's just... How is uh, the Penguins going to adapt to this? Uh, you got to make changes uh, in your lineup to help you win. Uh, I'll look here at the road ahead here for the Penguins. Uh, next, uh, six of the Penguins' next seven home games are on the road. Uh, you got in Washington on Wednesday, uh, in Toronto on Friday, and in Montreal on Friday. And that's what you got this week. And then you're back home to play the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs at home where uh, those reverse retros debut in Pittsburgh. And, um, yeah, you just got to adapt. But uh, before I close this out, uh, uh, I just want to thank Joey Orsborne for coming on uh, to this episode of the Injuries at the Point podcast. And, Joey, uh, would you like to uh, give the fans uh, your socials uh, so they can uh, – where they can find you. Yeah, well, first off, uh, thank you for having me on the show. It was a pleasure to be on here. Uh, well, Joey Osborne's show, uh, basically we're a sports podcast, talk about NHL, 
NFL, NBA, MLB, all sorts of stuff. So basically, as I like to say, um, I talk about the biggest sports of the week here. It's like it's giving like the lowdown on it. Um, pretty much, uh, we we post like all the big podcast ones. We post on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google. Uh, we now finally have live episodes on YouTube, so check out the YouTube page. It's just look up the Joey Wilson Show, well, the first one that comes up. Uh, yes, we got all sorts of episodes on now. Uh, we got Instagram as well, so check that for updates as well. But yeah, um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we just had our first guest on last episode. We had uh, Mr. Evan Wright. He's a fullback for Grove City College. So we got to talk to him a little bit, talked about uh, Steelers football, talked a little about uh, WVU and their struggles. But yeah. No, it's a good time. I uh, hopefully you guys check it out. And yeah, thanks for having me, Tyler. Well, it, it was a pleasure having you. And uh, I don't know when my next episode is uh, going to be, uh, fellow uh, Yinzers. And um, I'm still recovering from uh, being sick. And you know, with school, it's been very hard to uh, uh, make these episodes. But uh, I hope you enjoy uh, this episode. And um, I will. Hopefully, have another episode soon. So, episode soon uh, for you guys. So, uh, again, have a great day, everybody, and uh, let's go, Pets.